You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. This is Locked On Hornets, your daily podcast on the Charlotte Hornets and the NBA. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Search your podcast app for Locked On to get podcasts on the NBA, the NFL, and fantasy sports. I'm Doug Branson. I cover the team for FanRagSports.com. I'm joined by my co-host, as always, the man, the myth, the legend, David Walker. Doug, what's up, buddy? Fun Friday, Power Pack Friday, right? It's a fun Friday. It's a power Friday because we missed yesterday. Sorry about that. But if you don't, hey. listen, if you don't get 100% Doug, you get 0% Doug. <laughs> and you like it. That's right. But it is a power Friday, and uh, Matt Fox has been gracious enough to delay his power rankings for a day and join us on this Friday. Welcome in, Matt. So it's a, a fun power Friday or a power fun Friday? What does that tell you? How does that make you feel? That's both of the sound effects. I'm a big fan. I think it's a power fun Friday. That seems to roll off the tongue a little better. So we've got power rankings coming up. We've got some Mitch Kupchak talk coming up. Still no official word from the team on him becoming the general manager, but it seems all about the paper right now. All about the paperwork, all about the paper. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, maybe it's some perks he's looking for. Who knows? In Charlotte, you know? Shake Shack uh, coupons when they come to town. It won't, be any, it won't be any Dean and DeLuca coupons. Uh, they are out of here. R.I.P. D&D. And uh, finally, we'll get to some NBA news. Kyrie Irving, the story around the NBA. We'll have the latest from Locked On Celtics coming up. Plus, sneaker of the week, if you've been waiting all week for that sweet foot candy. Let me tell you, (laughs) none sweeter than the one that David has for you on this Friday. Okay, but it is a Power Friday. Time to get to some power rankings. Matt, what did you bring us? What powerful rankings have you brought to the table this morning? Well, you know, you brought up Kyrie Irving, and it was one of the things that I was going to bring up before the announcement yesterday. <laughs> I, I talked to you earlier in the week, and I was like, the three injuries that could impact the playoffs uh, the most, and Kyrie Irving was going to be on that list. And I mean, it was it was Whoa. supposed to be just a few few games, maybe. But this is your fault. I think. Yes, I mean. Clearly, you know, Kyrie was like, no, 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 no. I, I won't, I won't impact anybody's, anybody's game. I'm just going to miss the entire playoffs. So do you still have that ranking? I do. Let's, so, get, uh, let's get into it. I mean, obviously, I'm, okay, well, see, here's the thing with, with Kyrie, you know, and, and the Celtics in general, at the beginning of the year, you lose Gordon Hayward first game of the year. And then you're bookended by Kyrie. So you learn the entire year how to play without Gordon Hayward. And then at the end of the year, you lose Kyrie. So now everything that you've sort of meshed as a team goes out the window because you don't have your your floor general in there with Kyrie Irving. So he's, I mean, honestly, he's he's my biggest one because I feel like the Celtics they were in that two spot, and I feel like anybody can beat them now. Yeah. So so Kyrie Irving number one on your power ranking list. That's going to affect the playoffs the most. 
I, yeah. All right. Who are your other two? All right. So my other number two is Steph Curry. And it's been reported that he may miss uh, the first round of the playoffs. And the one thing about the Warriors is the year they didn't win the, the championship against the Cavs, Steph was ailing from an injured ankle. And that may have played a big role in why they didn't win. Now, again, they didn't have Kevin Durant back then. They do now. But that whole Warriors team has been banged up this year. But Steph Curry is the one that the one person on that team, I feel like, that could really make an impact if they win the championship or not, though. Kyrie Irving, one. Steph Curry, two. We're kind of doing this a little backwards. That's okay. So third on your list of players in the NBA, injuries that could impact the NBA playoffs. Give me number three. So this one's a little off the off the wall a little bit because he hasn't played the entire year. Kawhi Leonard. Oh! And the reason is is because he could impact <laughs> he could impact the playoffs in a completely different scenario in the in the way of his, he would elevate his team into a you know a finals contender because that what Pop has done with that team this year is remarkable considering you don't have your best two-way player who's considered an MVP candidate year in and year out. And you've been doing it with 40-year-old Manu Ginobili and 36-year-old Tony Parker and Pau Gasol. Like, Pop, I, I know we know we know that Pop is one of the greatest coaches of all time, but, man, he's really earning that, that title this year. Coach of the year? I mean, in that Western Conference where everybody in free agency went out west with the exception of LeBron James, I'd have to say he's up there. All right, I've got I've got two I've got three power rankings. I've got two Mitch Kupchak related power rankings to get to. That will lead us into our Kupchak conversation. David, what do you have? Um, uh, you have two, so I have zero. So okay, very good, very good. So, but before I get to those, I've got uh, Lamar Odom getting into the cannabis business. Have you have you seen this story? I read it on theblast.com, which is where. <laughs> Well, what kind of site is that, though? This is where... I think I know. Never mind. I think I know. This is where I go for all of my NBA news, theblast.com. But Lamar Odom is getting into the cannabis business. The former Lakers star said marijuana helped him through his last stint in rehab. So here I present to you my power ranking of NBA-themed names for his product. So Lamar, friend of the show, hopefully he's listening today. Number 10. Chronic Batum. How about number nine? And feel free, you guys. You can you can react to these. It won't it won't hurt my feelings if you if you laugh or boo. Uh, here we go. Number nine, Dank Nilakina. <laughs> number eight. How about this one? This is a classic one. This guy's not even in the league anymore. Number eight, Doobie Gibson. Mm-hmm. See, I had a better one for for the doobie, but I. I oh, okay, but please, doobie. please. Oh, so I was going to go with Ricky Dubio, <laughs> just because That's he's just because he's current. <laughs> Ricky Dubio, damn it! I missed that one. That's a good one. All right, here we go. Number seven. That's all right. I'm in love with this one. I, I actually, if I really thought about these rankings, I would have moved this one up. Lamarcouche Aldridge. That's a good one. Gotta love the Koosh. (laughs) 
Okay, here's a, a lot there. I did a lot there. I did chronic Batum because I tried to keep some of these Hornets themed because this is a Hornets show. Number six, this is Hornets themed. How about Steve Splifford? Spliff. That's kind of gone out of the. I feel like that's a little out. That's a little older term. Well, yeah, he used to have, uh, you know, Uncle Spliff, Clifford Robinson back in the day. Splifford so, Robinson. That would have yeah. been a good classic one. Okay, number five. This was this was the easiest one. Contavious Caldwell Dope. <laughs> Lamar Odom selling Contavious Caldwell Dope. Okay, how about this one? Number four. Jaleel Smokafor. Yeah. Yes. That one works. One of my favorites right there. Number three, this is going to be popular with Matt Fox, one of his favorite players in the league. How about Russell Westblunt? Yes. <laughs> and he's, yeah. I mean, who would want that Russell Westblunt? I mean, I mean, he's going to be, I don't even know. Like, it's going to be, Russell it's going to be extremely, it's going to be extremely intense. You're, you're probably, it's probably going to make you very paranoid. Yeah, super paranoid. Do everything really like 1,000%. Not chill at all. No, yeah, that will not chill you out. Number two, <laughs> another Hornets-themed one here. Julian Stoned. <laughs> and finally, my number one on my power ranking of NBA-themed names for Lamar Odom's cannabis business. Number one, or number one uh, name of his product here, Joel M. Weed. <laughs> well done, sir. I'm a big fan of this list. The only one I didn't, okay, the only one I thought of but while you were reading that off was Kent Blazemore. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> That's so good. You can, you can put that on there. <laughs> I would take off. God, I love I love all of my. Maybe I'd take off Doobie Gibson and replace that with Ricky Dubio, and maybe take off Steve <laughs> Steve Splifford and put in Kent Blazemore. God, it's so good. That's a good one. I mean, if you think of any more, I know our listeners are probably racking their brain right now to think of some. So if you have them, uh, tweet us. Tweet at us. Locked sure. Channing Fried. Channing Fried. Oh, that's pretty good too. I like that one. TJ. TJ Reef. <laughs> okay, calm down. <laughs> All right. Lebon. Right, right. LeBong James. <laughs> oh. <sighs> well done. Shut it well down. done, team. Shut it down. That was good. LeBong James. God, that was an easy one. How did I miss the easy one? Okay, here's my power ranking of the top. Mitch Kupchak moves of all time. Mitch Kupchak, due to be the Hornets' new general manager, they are still working out the details, it appears. We think. By Christmas. By Christmas. Maybe. Right. All right, here we go. Top three. Uh, Number 72, actually. We're going to start with number 72. July 28th, 2014, hired Byron Scott as head coach. It's number 72 of 71. Number three, July 8th, 2009. This one's going to surprise you, but I, number three on my list, signed Meta World Peace as a free agent. Was he Ron Artest at the time? He was Ron Artest at the time and not become <laughs> Meta World Peace. Great question to lead this off, Matthew. That's why we, that's why we have you on here. Um, but the reason I say this was a great move for the Lakers, number one, it won them a championship in 2010. If you remember, Game 7, Ron Artest was the one hitting 
three-point shots. Kobe had a terrible, inefficient game in that game seven. Was not ineffective. I mean, by volume, he was he was uh, one of the only things the Lakers had offensively. But it was Ron Artest making some clutch defensive plays and three-point shots that won them that 2010 uh, won them that 2010 championship. But if you remember, guys, they basically in, in, uh, they won the championship the year before with uh, Trevor Ariza at the power forward position. 24-year-old Trevor Ariza, kind of young into the league. And they had some contract negotiations with him that went sour. And Trevor Ariza ended up signing with the New Orleans Hornets. And then uh, basically Kupchak cut him loose and said, listen, we, you know, we're, we're not going to come to a, to a deal here. And then went out and replaced Ariza with Ron Artest and then won another championship. So again, it shows you that Kupchak discretion. And that's not a problem that the Hornets have really had. You know, a player of a Trevor Ariza mold who, who is an up-and-comer that you signed in free agency and needed to extend and, and suddenly wanted a lot more money and you had to make some tough decisions. But it shows you sort of the experience that Mitch Kupchak has had with all of these different types of situations. And uh, he, he makes the call there to to let Ariza go. Ariza would bounce around the league for six or seven years before becoming the Ariza that we know and love today in Houston. And and that's, it's sort of, it was a great move. I mean, Ron Artest had the one sort of shining moment in that Game 7 that won them the championship and then would fade from there. But at the same time, you know, Kupchak has experience putting together championship teams, and I think that was one of the small moves that helped him do that. Number two. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead, David. Well, I was just going to say to me, that's one of the things that he will probably be remembered for, especially in those later runs with Kobe leading the way on the Lakers is trying to put veteran pieces most of the time around him and trying to figure out the right ways to bring those guys in. I mean, that's not always easily done. I mean, just look at the other superstars in the league who have tried to, you know, be the centerpiece and then the GMs that have struggled to put pieces around them that have worked. Um, didn't always work with the Carl Malone and Gary Payton team. I mean, that was a bit bumpy, but the Kobe run, you know, with like Odom and you mentioned uh, Meta World Peace, I mean, that's not easy to do. So I think there's a lot of reaction to the Mitch Kupchak news uh, negatively. But, I, you know, he's been in that he was in that organization for 30 years. He was in the front office for a long, long time. That takes a lot of different skill sets. And, you know, certainly Charlotte is going to be a different um, setting than L.A. But um, he showed he could put a, a championship team together, certainly around a superstar player. But I think those skills will certainly come into play when it comes to Charlotte, too. Number two, July 14th, 2004, traded Shaquille O'Neal to the Miami Heat for Karan Butler, Brian Grant, Lamar Odom, a 2006 first-round draft pick that turned into Jordan Farmar, and a 2007 second-round draft pick that uh, turned into Rinaldis Sabutis. So I like this deal at number two because it is always extremely difficult to trade a superstar in the NBA and to get something resembling uh, uh, return on that investment. And the, the Shaquille O'Neal, the Kobe debacle is, is widely documented. In fact, a little too widely documented. They're, they're, <laughs> they're, they're meeting, uh, they're meeting and, uh, that, that they put on TNT was, was very weird around the All-Star break. But... I thought this was a great deal to get uh, Karan Butler, Brian Grant, Lamar Odom back in that deal for a superstar that really set 
the future Lakers championship teams up. So that's number two on my list. Number one on my list, February 1st, 2008, traded Kwame Brown, Javaris Crittenton, Mark Gasol, Aaron McKee, and a 2008 first-round draft pick and a 2010 first-round draft pick to the Memphis Grizzlies for Pau Gasol and a 2010 second-round draft pick. So that, I mean, and that set up their two of their championships uh, with with Kobe Bryant. So, you know, again, just showing his his savvy, being able to deal. And, you know, obviously you'd say, well, Marcus All, I mean, he's a major piece for for Memphis now, but nobody knew that nobody knew that at the time. At the time this was this was the right move to make. And you're you're essentially to get to get Pau Gasol away from the Memphis Grizzlies for that haul was was pretty pretty outstanding at the time. Yeah, was there a front office with more spotlight on it than Mitch Kupchak and the Lakers during those Kobe runs when all these trades are being made? I mean, maybe like, you know, some of the more well-known GMs in front offices like Pat Riley when Shaq was there in Miami and stuff like that. But, like, you listed off all these moves, and pretty much all of them had to be done, right? I mean, they were done with the purpose. Was there more focus on, on focus front office making – and and pressure, David. I mean, there, were, right. there was there was a serious amount of pressure in Los Angeles to bring in uh, star power and power that could help Kobe win championships. I mean, that's what influenced the 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 deal that did not make my power ranking, the deal for Dwight Howard. Yep. And uh, th- you know, I, I think that that's where I think a lot of people are questioning this move a little bit. Is like, how will Cupcheck? operate in a market that doesn't have that kind of pressure will he be able to sort of adapt and deal with the realities that come along with living in this in this smaller market but again i would say that look at his free agency record he wasn't he wasn't out there signing massive stars to massive deals it was more about using trades to get those stars to los angeles and then re-signing them. You know, Los yeah, Angeles that, did not become a a major free agent destination. In fact, it faded as a major free agent destination under Cupcheck. Yeah, the two, the Mozgov and the Dane contracts are the most are the biggest red flags right now. And that was toward the end of his tenure. That was also the, the offseason, the Nick Batum offseason. So there's a lot of you know questionable contracts being handed out that summer. Um, so I mean, that's going to be the concern. I think. It's a. I think people are aware now that that's really the 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 biggest mistake you can make along the way is handing out these these bad money contracts. Although I'm sure it will continue to be done, um, but 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 that's where you really hamstring yourself. So I mean, obviously he's got some things to untie here, but you you want to be careful of that moving forward. Charlotte Observer columnist Tom Sorensen believes that Cupcheck's UNC pedigree will give him some extra weight with team owner Michael Jordan. David, did you know? Wait, wait, wait. Tell me what's the what's the background behind this now? I don't, I don't get it. Well, you see, Michael Jordan played and attended the University mm-hmm. of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. And all then Mitch Kupchak did as well. Played ba- played basketball and attended the school. Huh. Okay. Okay. So Good Tom Sorensen say <laughs> That's I dug deep for that reporting. <laughs> Tom Sorensen believes that will give him some extra weight with Jordan when it comes to influencing, you know, decision making down the line. Do you buy that argument? 
because this is upsetting some fans that say, oh, oh, here we go, UNC, Mitch Kupchak, Michael Jordan, hiring his buddies. Although I would question, here's the thing, I would question if Michael Jordan and Mitch Kupchak are hanging out. A lot I, I was going to say, I don't, I've never seen, I don't think, I've seen a lot of pictures of Michael Jordan, a few of Mitch Kupchak. I've never seen them in the same picture, I don't think. Uh, and like I said, he was with the Lakers for 30 years. That's quite a bit longer than he was in Chapel Hill. Uh, of course, those, those, those ties run deep, but I mean, I, I think his his experience and his time in the NBA is going to give him more more weight with MJ. I, I you know I don't know. I, I know the the Carolina thing is always a thing out there, and people get so upset about it. I just have a hard time calling a guy that's been in the NBA front offices and with one organization that long as like a UNC crony, <laughs> like a Michael Jordan crony. It's not quite the same as hiring his you know brother or brother in law. All right, cousin short pause. <laughs> Short pause, we're going to come back and talk about Kyrie Irving, the injury that is rocking the Eastern Conference. We'll hear from Locked On Celtics, a plus sneaker of the week. You're listening to Locked On Hornets on a Power Friday. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are listening to the Locked On Hornets Podcast. David. Hey, the show's barely been on for How are these injuries going to affect the Hornets' ability to beat the Miami Heat? I'm going to go get some more buttermilk while you talk about it. <laughs> get more Hornets analysis on LockedOnHornets.com. Let's get to the big story in the NBA, and it is Kyrie Irving, the continuing saga of his knee, sending ripple effects through the Eastern Conference. Here's Locked On Celtics with the latest. John Corrales here from Locked On Celtics to talk about the breaking Kyrie Irving injury news. He is going to have surgery on his left knee to remove screws that were implanted in 2015 when he fractured his patella. Now, you might remember a few weeks ago, he had surgery on that same knee to remove a supporting wire that was also part of that same injury. Now what they have found is an infection at the site of the screws. So they're going back in. They're going to take the screws out. They're going to clear up the infection. The Celtics say his knee is structurally sound, but it's going to take four to five months for everything to recover and for him to get back to playing basketball. The Celtics' focus has always been on next season, especially after the Gordon Hayward injury, but now they definitely will not have Kyrie Irving back for the playoffs. After the initial surgery, they had thought maybe he'd return at some point in the first or second round. Now that is out. So the immediate impact for the Boston Celtics is Terry Rozier is probably going to move into the starting point guard role, a role that he has served well for the Celtics so far in Kyrie's absence and in Marcus Smart's absence. They hope to get Marcus Smart back at some point in the first round. He's got he's had that thumb surgery to repair a torn tendon, so hopefully for the Celtics that he comes back, but immediately they will not have Kyrie Irving for this playoff run. It's going to be tough getting out of the first round for the Celtics. If they do and they get to a second round, that's going to be especially difficult. So I'm sure teams are going to start lining up hoping to play the Celtics in that second round. That specifically would be Cleveland. Long term, they say the knee is structurally sound and they hope to start next season with a healthy Gordon Hayward and a healthy Kyrie Irving. And the Celtics' priority has always been that. So... We'll see how that goes, but right now there's no further damage. It's not another injury. It's not a separate thing. It's all part of the same thing to clear up what they had done to fix his knee in 2015. And this should 
remove every apparatus that was in there. And once that's out and healed and the infection is gone, Kyrie Irving should be good to go. We'll see. That's the breaking news. I'm John Corrales from Locked On Celtics. And you can hear John on Locked On NBA as well. That's that's a show that's gone a week daily. So make sure you're subscribed to Locked On NBA. But I I love how he ended that. It should get everything out of Kyrie Irving's knee that is not his knee. There's a lot in there. Wires <laughs> like what's and screws going on? and stuff. If I'm if I'm Kyrie Irving, I'm saying, listen, when you go in there, I want you to triple check that. You're a doctor, right? You know what a knee is and what a knee isn't. Like, go in there and just make sure that anything that does not look like my knee is not in my knee. Yeah, I mean, remember people freaked out when Kimba had the offseason knee surgeries and fixed a couple of things. I mean, I wasn't really aware that Kyrie had had this many looks inside his knee already this season and that he's got so much hardware in there. I mean... I know they say it's going to be fine and everything, but man, I mean, when's the last time he made it through? Has he has he made it through a full season? We make fun of we we make fun of the successful surgery. You know, every surgery is successful. You know, when they when the when the team announces like, oh, well, he just went through successful knee surgery. We always make fun of it. Like when when has there been an unsuccessful knee surgery? We found it. It just took us three years later, but this was it. Like Kyrie's, well, we have to say that 2015 knee surgery, pretty unsuccessful. If three years later you're pulling wires and and cables and, and back and screws and bacteria, I think there's like a Oof. there's a hammer, there's a screwdriver in there. Let's just get all of that stuff out. Uh oh my God. Hey, John knows 10 times more about the Celtics than, than I do, of course. Give him a listen if you're at all interested in figuring out what's going on in Boston. But uh, do you, was he saying that basically their focus had been next year? You think that meant since the Gordon Hayward injury? Because I, I mean, I'm glad you heard that, too, because when I first listened to that clip, I'm like, hold on a minute, John. Yeah. Hold on a minute. Because I really felt like before the Kyrie Irving stuff, this felt like – Oh well, the Boston Celtics with with LeBron and the Cavs, they seem a little off kilter. Even after right. the trade deadline moves, they don't seem like they can still play defense at a level that could win them multiple playoff series. This could be the year a Toronto or a Boston sneaks into the finals, and and then now all of a sudden the narrative is, well, we were restarting anyway. <laughs> Hold on. Right, right, right. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe. I mean, that would be the long. That would be probably the more prudent view to look at it. But I, I just, especially when they first started out in those first five minutes of the Cleveland game, before Hayward went down, I have a hard time believing they weren't thinking this year. Or even, yeah, like you mentioned, when they were going on their hot streak this year, when they were doing so well, certainly there was bu- there was buzz around it. Um, so mm, interesting, does. interesting shift. Matthew, your thoughts on Kyrie Irving, the Boston Celtics, knee injuries, screws being pulled out of knees, bacteria. In fact, this is the grossest injury in the NBA, I think. See, okay, here's my question to you, Matt. What's grosser, Kyrie Irving having bacteria floating around in his knee or that Gordon Hayward injury early in the year? What's what's grosser to hear about? Ugh. What's grosser to hear about? Probably the bacteria in the knee. Right. What's visually... Yeah, the thing that's visually hard to look at is the Gordon Hayward injury. No, I disagree. I disagree. No, 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 no. I disagree. No, we're talking about hearing and looking at something. No, because when I well, but when I look at Kyrie Irving's knee, 
if you showed me a picture of his knee right now, I would just imagine all of that pus and that bacteria <laughs> surging so around his knee. And, and that would gross me out. I'm not grossed out by the, the Gordon Hayward injury or, or injuries like that. I'm fascinated by, by the body and, and when it, when it turns in ways it's not supposed to, like I was, oh. who's the guy uh, in, in the masters right now, second place who rolled Tony his now Finau? When he rolled his ankle in yeah. the in the par three and he snapped it back into place, that was awesome. Oh, like people were grossed God. out by that. I'm like, yeah, let's. That's cool. And See, I mean, well, and he's fine. These guys I'm, aren't athletes. Yeah, I'm. Not, I'm not cheering for his injury. What I'm saying is, it's just it's interesting <laughs> when the body does things the body is not supposed to do. Mm. But when there are things in the body that are not supposed to be in the body. That is gross. Take, for example, that chip I ate. That was <laughs> not trust supposed me, to be. <laughs> that was not supposed to be in my body. That hot chip that I ate earlier in this in the year. That was gross. Oh, we remember. We all remember that. Okay, let's do sneaker of the week. Yeah, first of all, shout out to all of our listeners that is, are tagging me and adding me on Twitter um, with especially the Kimball Walker commemorative Air Jordan 10 we saw last last week when he broke the record. Mm-hmm. Um, that is not our sneaker of the week, but but thanks for keeping me in mind. Keep those coming for the rest of the year. We'll, we'll try and keep point it, some he, of those He out. will disregard all of them, but please keep them coming. Yeah, yeah, I'll like them. Don't worry, I'll like them. <laughs> I might not reply, but I'll like them. This week, guys, the sneaker of the week is a golf-themed sneaker in honor of the Masters. Actually, I guess I guess it's actually a basketball-themed golf shoe. Now, listen, guys, as Matt Walsh said in the film Old School, I hate golf. But what I do not hate is the Air Jordan 3, and this year the is the year of the Air Jordan 3, and they are bringing back a special spiked version of the historic shoe this weekend. They originally dropped a couple around All-Star Weekend, and they have a spot set up right now in Augusta on the ground where you can go in and pick up a pair of these bad boys. I have sent word to everyone I know that may be on the grounds of Augusta or in Augusta city limits this weekend. It's at 2810 Washington Road if you're listening out there. I am Venmo and PayPal ready. I can transfer you these funds at a moment's notice. So let me know if you are on the grounds down there. I need a size 13 and white. Uh, But good news for everyone who's not there. They will release, we think, via the Nike app Saturday at some time. So so keep a lookout for those Air Jordan 3 retro golf spikes. He will send a Western Union money transfer. He will uh, he will use a courier to send you the funds. I'll, I'll use a carrier pigeon. I'll, I'll do whatever I've got to do. That's a cool sneak. Well, it's a sneaker, but it's spiked. Yeah, Used for really golf. golf shoe. Right. Exactly. There you go. Air Jordan 3, your sneaker of the week. And that concludes our week here on Locked On Hornets. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks to Matt for joining us for Power Friday. We're going to be back next week with more on your Charlotte Hornets as we wrap up this season. We're going to start doing some year in reviews for each of the players 
And once we get official word on Mitch Kupchak, hopefully we will hear from him soon, get you some info on on how Mitch views this team and how he views the future of this franchise. All interesting stuff, all coming up in the next week or two. We'll see you back here next week for David and Matt. I'm Doug saying, go Hornets, go America. Let's swarm Charlotte. Cool. Good stuff. Fun show. Classic Friday. All righty, fellas.